0: Good evening, LBC Radio. This is Corey Rosen with the Story Podcast. Today, I have a wonderful guest with me, Mr. Ruddy Turnstone. Hola. Ruddy Turnstone is the project of songwriter Chris Kolkowski. Chris played bass in the Crossline before moving to Virginia and joining No Fault of Their Own as the lead singer. Meanwhile, uh, Meanwhile, he was playing solo under the name Jasper the Tourist. And later on, he moved back to Pennsylvania and continued with the moniker Jasper the Tourist. After retiring that project, Chris started playing under the new name, Ruddy Turnstone. Chris has released a handful of singles under the Rudy Turn- Ruddy Turnstone <laughs> moniker. I, a lot of people oh, call yeah. Ruddy, yep. but it's Ruddy, like like the bird. Uh, the, a collaborator, Hip Hop. Uh, Chris Chris has released a handful of singles under the Ruddy Turnstone moniker, a collaborative hip-hop EP with New Jersey rapper FaZe as his debut album and, Full, and his debut album, Full Moon Carnival, which is a stripped-down acoustic concept album. Mr. Ruddy, how are you doing today? Hey, Corey.
1: Good. How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I'm really excited. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. One thing I definitely want to talk about first is... What inspired you to get started with music in general?
1: Sure. I was kind of a late bloomer, actually. Um, When I was a kid, I was very shy, um, just in general, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when it came to anything performance oriented. So, if we had to do any kind of like school shows or whatever, um, it was always very nerve wracking for me. Um, I was like afraid to sing when anybody could hear me. Um and I didn't play an instrument. I used to fiddle around on my grandfather's Casio keyboard sometimes. Um and I I listened to a lot of classical music actually as a kid. Oh, yeah? I was like afraid of rock music. Um but that obviously all changed when I got older. But um yeah so I s as I as I got into my teens I started to grow um more of an appreciation for um, pop and rock music, and started to really get into it. It was like a complete 180. So,
0: what do you think was the first album that, you, or like the first
1: song that you listened to that really just popped it all off for you? Uh, I, it was Bittersweet Symphony by the verse. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I, yeah, I that's was awesome. I was in <laughs> like sixth, seventh grade, I think, when that song came out, and um, it just blew my mind that that was a song that could make it on the top 40. And I bought the, that was like the first album that I bought too. And I just listened to it so much. And um, then, you know, I was a convert from that point on still love that record. Um, Every time I listen to it, it's, it's all, it almost
0: gets to the point of like, I've, you know, you know, talk about Canon and D Mm -hmm. it's almost at that point of annoyance to me. Uh, Because it's just like, it's just the same thing. Yeah, but it, it, you, can't get, but you can't get out of it. But you can't get out of it. But it was such, it was the fact too, that it was, yeah. like,
1: I think because I liked classical music as a kid and like right. hearing it, the string yeah. section incorporated into a a rock song was really cool. And it just sounded so big and there were so many layers. Mm-hmm. And, it was um,
0: one of two songs I know on the violin. Yeah. That being pocketbook.
1: So there you go. Um, but then in high school, I met this guy who was a guitar player and, um, we became pretty good friends. He was kind of a weird eccentric dude. Um, and he convinced me to, and I, we start, I started singing with him a little bit, like we would write some songs together, but I could, I still couldn't play an instrument. So Mm -hmm. he convinced me to try bass. So I bought a cheap bass and I taught myself how to play. And, um, a few years later, we started a band called The Cross Line. Um, this was after high school. And uh, I played bass in that band, and I did write like probably about half of the songs. Yeah? Um, yeah, it was kind of like a Fleetwood Mac situation where every member of the band would write lyrics and or music. That's cool. Yeah. Um, we It was a weird mix because it was uh, my friend Scott and myself, and we... We shared some of uh, the same influences, but he was more into like the metal side of things than I was. I was more more of a like indie and pop guy. Not pop like in pop, but you know, like pop song structure kind right, of stuff. Right. And then we had a death metal drummer and um <laughs> a female country singer. So <laughs> that, is, oh, that is the biggest
0: that is a hodgepodge and a half. Yeah,
1: and we were basically like an alternative metal band. Um, with some a few indie-ish songs and punk influenced songs, um, so it was it was a a short ride with that band. We we uh, did a seven song EP, um, and it came out great. But the band the personalities were just too much. Scott and I just couldn't get along. Mm. Um, Katie, who was our singer, she was kind of in and out of the band, and we just couldn't. It was just too much. To be honest with you, my memory of that era is kind of like a blur. Gotcha. So it, but, but it just kind of fell apart after the release of the EP, ironically. So I'm sure there are boxes of that thing sitting in our drummer's attic still <laughs> to this day. Um, so that project broke up. But Scott and I still, you know, wrote together sometimes. That's cool. But from that point on, like when we were in the cross line, I started to teach myself guitar as well. And when that band ended, I continued on and um, started what would later be known as Jasper the Tourist. So that was my first solo project. Um, I was basically writing songs as I was learning to play the guitar. So I never actually learned. I I mean, I don't know how to read music or anything. I never had a lesson. Everything I do is by ear. Um, So I kind of developed my own unique style own guitar because of that. Um, But I do still feel limited sometimes right yeah but um
0: that's interesting i feel limited in the fact that i have learned music mm-hmm. like like classically learned music as an education so i feel limited in that aspect that I i'm not just going yeah. well i can play by ear obviously I mean, right yeah i got to music, you know
1: but it's like do you play. feel like you you didn't like get to explore your own style or something because you were a that-
0: little bit I, I definitely i i know for a fact i have my own style but it's it's more of like I'm not, my mind isn't open to all of the like, like for example, like the chord progressions that you came up with are mm-hmm. like chord progressions I would have never thought of. Yeah, are, are never in my mind put together. Right. And not that not that it's like ridiculous or anything. It, it's just that it's it's so out of norm mm-hmm. from the musical like general music theory that it it just like, oh, it works. <laughs> But I never thought about that.
1: Right. Yeah. Which is something that I kind of take pride in, you know, because oh, yeah, it's sure. like, I'm just another guy with an acoustic guitar and like, which I, that, I, the only reason that's the case is because that's what I have to work with. You know, mm. I, I don't really have a band. Um, and yet I, r- yet, well, I'm, you know, I'm kind of trying to been trying to work on it, but we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Um, But, yeah, that's just been my tool is an acoustic guitar, basically. And I never had a lot of money to spend on extra instruments or anything or my own recording equipment. So um, I have to keep it interesting for both myself Mm -hmm. and the audience, you know. Um, So I come up with things that I think sound interesting or at least have interesting lyrics. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So how would you say... That you create songs. what is the best explanation of your creation process?
1: Usually, it's music first. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I it's just a matter of like you know, when I get time to sit down with the guitar and I just start messing around and you know, when I start rolling with something that sounds good, I'll put it on a voice memo. and mm. um sometimes i'll have I'll be inspired and have an idea for a lyric right away, and I'll start to write it. Other times I'll just leave it there on the phone for a while, and then I'll revisit it, and um, and then tackle either finishing the music or writing the lyrics to it.
0: I'm, I'm starting to learn that um, voice memos is the way to go. Yeah, uh, for all things.
1: Yeah, especially because I have these ideas for melodies sometimes too. Like in addition to just like sitting down with the guitar and um. And coming up with stuff, like a lot of the times when I'm driving or when I'm in the shower or times when like, I can shut my brain down a little bit, I'll get um, ideas for melodies or lyrics. Right. And so uh, like, I'll just whip, uh, come to a stoplight, whip out the phone, whistle the melody or, or recite the lyrics into the phone so I don't forget them since I can't write them down, you know. So mm. it is useful. Yeah.
0: Definitely useful. Um, I've been using them a lot, lately, because uh, my you know monkey brain goes away every. Uh, well, it's just like a fact that um, uh, it's hard to remember something after seven seconds. That's mm-hmm. like that's like, a, that's like a, a clinically proven study that if you can remember something within like seven seconds of like afterthought, mm-hmm. that's impressive. I I can barely remember like anything after seven seconds because. You know, my brain is going everywhere unless I, you know, know it.
1: Yeah. And I've lost great ideas because I just didn't get there in time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And sometimes the same thing happens with lyrical ideas. Like I'll just have a often that's where my at least these days, the past few years song. I'll I'll like go from a title like so I'll come up with a cool title, um, something that sounds interesting to me. And not necessarily have an idea of where that is going to go, mm. but then sit down and write something just based on that title. So yeah, that's that's a way that it happens sometimes too. I've done
0: that that way a few times. I thought of a good concept and then I just kind of like let it let it flow by, and then mm-hmm. I look back at it. And I'm like, huh, I could do something with that. Mm-hmm. Or I had an Instagram page um, that I would literally just dedicate to uh, sound like sound like like uh, stuff i played on the piano or or guitar Mm -hmm. and that's like (laughs) that was my storage system really um but also just to kind of share it with like the public see what you know what people thought about it and you know because i I think i I make good things yeah (laughs) uh good sounding things so uh i guess in a way that's i've always wanted to share music in in one aspect or another and Mm -hmm. I, i feel like it's a lot of fun to share the process of making things because the way I start was, is with the, the music too. Or sometimes I, I will literally just write out or what I've done recently is I've just, what I've had like a lot of thoughts on something. I just blurt out all the thoughts and then pick and choose from there. Mm-hmm. What, what sticks and what doesn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sometimes you have to do some testing trial runs, figure out what works. Yeah. It's interesting because everybody has a very different, process for doing it
0: yeah it's um it's, it's very fun to figure out because there, there there are some people who can't write lyrics without music and some of those people can't write music right so it, it's it's, uh, it's true yeah so some people's creative process demands music mm-hmm. made for them or uh another you know they demand like like elton john and and his songwriter bernie i think bernie I think? toppin bernie Toppen, yeah, toppin, mm-hmm. yeah. Like Bernie Toplin would make all the lyrics and then Elton John would turn those into songs. Right. And there there was no Bernie asking him, "Hey, we should make this kind of sound." At least not to my knowledge. Yeah. Uh it was it was for the most most part that Elton John was solely the music writer mm-hmm. and Bernie was solely the uh the lyricist. The lyricist. Right? lyricist. Yeah. So did,
1: so he wrote the lyrics before the music was ever even conceived. Yes. I didn't know that. See, I think that's challenging. I, I've only done that a few times ever, and I've written over a hundred songs. I think um, I, I find that to be more challenging because oh, I like absolutely. I like the lyrics. I'm kind of a vibes guy, so I feel like mm. the lyrics kind of have to like match the music. Yeah, and it. I mean, you can do it the other way around, but it's like structurally that can get funky sometimes i feel like
0: well that explains why a lot of ellen john's songs are structurally funky yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) but in in a good way in an absolutely good way and that's not to knock ellen john anyone who's ever listened to this podcast knows i love ellen john um but uh it's it's definitely harder because you you have to write it from a poetry standpoint Mm -hmm. like a strictly poetry standpoint um because it had unless you want you know a funky structure because songwriting is it's just uh sang poet sung poetry yeah at some point and um it's i have only done it once and it's, it's it was really interesting for sure but uh it, i don't i don't like it
1: <laughs> yeah it's not my favorite way to approach things i mean if i if, if i really had to do it then i could do it but i definitely prefer yeah, I to def- have mm-hmm. a musical template First,
0: I I definitely did it just to experiment with it, not not for any other reason. Because <laughs> I, you know, give more power to those who can do it than than I. I'd much rather have lyrics given to me sometimes and mm-hmm. make music for that. I can do that all day and night. Uh, but in order just to write lyrics of something that's like good and decent mm-hmm. on, on its own without music is is so hard. Yeah, I've had to do it for my musical. Like where I I I've written lyrics and then added music to it, but I, but you know that's easier because I already have like the the main over focus in in you know right in my mind. But uh, otherwise, yeah, it's it's really hard. So the creation process is it's difficult sometimes, or some some processes are difficult for others to understand.
1: Yeah, um, and I'll go through phases like where I'm very productive. And I've just got stuff flowing like that, and then other times where there's just nothing, and mm. uh, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. I find.
0: Yeah, it's it really just depends on your creativity flow and mm-hmm. how how you're feeling, and uh, oftentimes it's it's really down to emotion, of like you know what what feelings are you feeling? Are you feeling open? Are you feeling closed off? Mm-hmm. Are you like is the writer's block is a whole conversation we can have about it too? Oh yeah, I struggle it, with it. Mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and especially if you're just ha- writing half of a song and then leaving it up, that's that's a problem I had. And we kind of talked about this with Nathan Arndt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is that uh um I would write songs and I always felt like the second verse was just not as good as as the but that's because mm-hmm. I only had a verse and a chorus in me.
1: Right, and you feel like that next one is kind of forced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. That's when you use the old repeat the first, <laughs> first yeah, right, 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 trick. right, right. <laughs> yeah, but
0: if I did that, all my songs would be the same too. It would just be chorus, 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 chorus. It would all just be a refrain at that point. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I've I've really realized that in order to like write songs, you should definitely dedicate the time it takes. And that, that doesn't mean you can always you can always come back to a song. Mm-hmm. Um, but make sure you refine it. And refine it until you are completely satisfied with it.
1: Yeah, and I've done that with a few. There have been some ideas that I had laying around for years um, before they were ever complete, and then other songs I've written, no joke, in ten minutes. Right. You know, (laughs) it's just so bizarre how how the whole thing works. Like, yeah, it's like some. Yeah, I like have something that's. I had something that sat around for like seven years once before I completed it. That's wild. Yeah. And then I think that same week I had one done. Like I sat down with the guitar and came up with the music real quick, and the lyrics were done in like a half hour. And that was that. One thing that always
0: surprises me, but it makes total sense to me, is that you know who Stephen Schwartz is? I don't know. He wrote Filter on the Roof, Pippin. Oh, okay. um, Mm -hmm. Wicked. Okay. And uh, it took him seven years to write Wicked. And to me, that was like. What? That's so
1: long. <laughs> but and, and, it's a big production, though. You know? Oh, I, well, yeah. Because
0: yeah. well, when I think about it, I'm like, duh, of course it took mm-hmm. seven years. But I'm like, wow, that took so long. <laughs> like, and but um, but yeah, it, and that's just to say because something is is taking you a long, long time to figure out it doesn't mean it's gonna be crap, right? And it and you don't you shouldn't drop something if it takes you forever to work on it either.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's a good idea, especially, you know, I've had plenty of bad ones that have sat around for a while and I'm like, well, I'll get rid of that. Mm -hmm. But if it's something that's quality, I'll just let it sit until finally I get that second wind to finish it and have it be what it should be, you know?
0: Right. So moving on from that topic, Mm -hmm. you have a family, right? Indeed. Indeed we want to start talking about how you deal with your family life and then your music life and then your you know your job life because you you have i wear many hats you wear many ha- you are a man of many hats <laughs> yes. and many aliases yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> uh yeah as far as the family thing goes trying to you know be a musician a work uh, like have a full-time job have a child and be a musician it's not it's not easy so like um, you know, I've had to compromise. I I don't make a lot of money from doing music, because mm-hmm. um, you know, booking shows very time consuming,
0: very time consuming, practicing very
1: time consuming. very time consuming, writing time consuming. I don't have. I mean, maybe an hour at the end of the day to do something. <laughs> right, and have some sort of free time. Right, and by that point, I'm exhausted. You know, you don't but sing. I do usually try to put a little bit of time into music, at least a couple nights a week. Um, but it really isn't easy. So I'm trying to be a little bit more proactive about booking gigs and whatnot, but there, that comes with its own challenges as well, mm-hmm. especially when you're not a super established artist and you do some, something that's not like... Mainstream. Mainstream for South Central PA. I'll say right, that. I, that's so fair. what I do yeah. is, is a little offbeat compared to, I think, what a lot of our peers do. Um, that's fair yeah so not I'm not that I'm I'm complaining about it. it's just the no, way it it's is just the, it's the way it, way is. it is so you know, it does it makes it a little bit more challenging Gonna
0: market to your audience
1: right so um yeah so time is really my biggest um enemy because you know i my kid my son is four years old so it's not like I, I have to put a lot into him and and my wife works um a job that pretty much consumes her ex- entire existence so oh, yeah yeah so we just we're just we're just you know we're just busy um so it is it is hard to find the time but I'm really trying to change that now I've kind of like that's been a big source of frustration for me over the years especially since I've had my son um and that's not knocking him or anything it's that's just the way it is so but you want to do more
0: music yeah it's just gotcha. been the
1: the challenge of trying to figure out how to balance all that has really gotten me down um well, but yeah. I've, I feel like I'm kind of bouncing back from that a little bit that's good yeah
0: yeah I I I well I don't have a child or a wife or any of those uh monikers I, well, I have I have a job but um it, it's always interesting to me like throughout college especially I was trying to find Time to do music. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I, I I didn't join the the gigging scene until last summer, um, so I'm relatively new to this area or to this new world as it is mm-hmm. as well. Um, but for as a composition major or like a, a whatever major you are here, you have to dedicate at least like seven hours right to or it's expected of you. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard when you're trying to have a job, you're trying to pay off your you know loans, you're trying to pay you know you're trying to yeah. eat. Yeah, a lot
1: of it comes back down to just money and mm-hmm. basic survival. So, you know, you have to prioritize. And um, I'm happiest when I'm doing something with music. Gotcha. Uh, that's when I'm in my zone. So when I have to kind of push that to the bottom of the priority list, it, makes you mad. it gets me down. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, like I said, I'm. I think I'm figuring out kind of how to – balance things a little bit better um and hopefully that you know more opportunities come to fruition
0: Has has your wife ever been angry with you about how maybe you're trying to prioritize music at all
1: no not no. at all that's good no i mean she's very supportive i mean i don't i don't get out and do stuff as much as i'd like because i don't want to be leaving every right. night. Right, right. No, I don't understand. Uh, um, so, you know, I do, like, I an open mic a week, if that, just to get out and stay fresh and um, talk to people and stuff and make... You okay? Uh, wrong pipe. Yeah, I get you. Wrong pipe. Um, and, and network and all that stuff, because that's important. Uh-huh. So... Um, and that's how you get more shows. You go to things like that. You do the open mics and you talk to people and you you make connections and do things like this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, no. She's never angry about it. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, especially lately, she's been very supportive of me trying to, like, make it more of a priority because I haven't really done much of that in the past. Mm.
0: Um, that's good. Yes, I
1: but I know, I know that the more that like I'm gone and putting energy into, into this, that's, you know, Less of time. course, that's going to be more of a stressor on her and my son as well. So, right. um, but we do all right. All things considered, We're figuring it out. So uh,
0: that's, <laughs> that's good because, um, I don't know if you listen to any of the shows, but I've talked about my dad, mm-hmm. uh, where he wasn't the best at balancing life at all but um uh that it's 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 good to know that you're conscious of it at least because there's a lot of people who, are just, who are just like you know screw it I'm going to go play at the bar tonight mm-hmm. and and it's almost their escape from their their family situation and from you know the stresses of at home or at work or you know even children are stressful they want to get away from the child oh yeah
1: no that's totally me like i mean <laughs> <laughs> yes i mean there's a lot of truth to that i mean um i think i'm a a really good parent um that's good but ironically i never really wanted kids oh, so man. yeah he was a surprise and um no regrets he's awesome love him to death But he is exhausting. (laughs) And there are many days where I'm just like, I wish I could just go play, you know, or or I wish I could go right or whatever. Um, So, yes, it is nice to have those little escapes. But I look at them as not just a night out, but also like, you know, um, I'm also moving forward in some ways by, you know, It's it's practice. It's connections. It's, you know, you bounce around to different places and check them out, talk to the people who work there. Hopefully, you know, maybe you can set up something paid in the future. Hopefully they they like you. Yeah, yeah. So what I want to do is, like, put less time into my day job and put more time into music and get more gigs on the weekends. Yeah, Yeah, and just balance it out a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of
0: what I've been doing with uh, Cody Kilburn is trying to bal- balance out um, different gigs. And you're right, music doesn't make a lot of money. And, and if your parents ever tell you not to go into music because it doesn't make money, yes, they're right, but also don't listen to that. <laughs> yeah, do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to do. We do yeah. I can confirm,
1: it, dro- it really it, it is tough. Really, <laughs> it, it is tough. <laughs> that,
0: it, unless you're like doing like fine sound or like some of the bigger theaters. Sure. If, if you're a gig musician, it's going to be a little rough unless you make it big. But, yeah,
1: yeah, and and we don't live in the most like uh, cultured area oh, either. No. Yeah, so yeah, you have to you have, you have to be in a classic rock cover band or whatever or if you want to get. Usually, strangely, Prague rock is big around here. Yeah. I don't know if you
0: noticed that, but Prague rock is yeah. giant around mm-hmm.
1: here. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, folk, folky
0: music, mm-hmm. country, rock, or Prague rock, and you're good. If you're there's there's a pop circle. There's a little bit of a pop hip hop circle around Harrisburg for sure. I know that for a fact. Um, but otherwise, good luck.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's tough out there. It,
0: it is tough out there. And I know,
1: I know, in a post-COVID world, well, I guess we're kind of entering that now. Um, some acts that, like you know, had gigs every Friday and Saturday night are even struggling to find stuff now. I had a, a spreadsheet going before COVID um, of venues in the area. Oh, did you? Yeah. And uh, I had a bunch of shows that I had to cancel because of COVID. Oh, and okay, gotcha. So I let it sit, and I kind of took a little hiatus um, before I came back as Ruddy Turnstone. And I brought the spreadsheet back up recently, and I went through the list of venues. I had like 100 on there. And so many of them aren't there anymore or just aren't oh, yeah. doing music anymore. So... Yeah. And that's you know because of COVID, so it's really changed things. Yeah, wow. so it's been a slow return. You know, dang, I mean that that's that's, that's so that's so that's so like hard to like
0: like imagine like mm-hmm. like they were thinner, snapped away.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like even if the venues are still standing and still doing music, they don't you have know, the same that... point of contact as before. So it's like oh. you're starting over again, trying to find the right person to 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 get in touch with and
0: then there's comes so many politics and drama that can come with that as well Mm-hmm. trying to na- uh, um politics and, and that of like navigating people uh correctly mm-hmm. to get because networking is all about politics if um not not like the republican democrat kind of politics <laughs> but more of just like yeah you know people-pleasing right. to a
1: certain extent. And, Which know. is why I hate doing it. Well, because uh, <laughs> it it's, sometimes it's
0: so degrading. It is.
1: I I don't like it. And I, that's part of the reason why I have not gotten more shows in the past, because I have resisted, and that's my own shortcoming. I'm not good at that. I'm trying to be better but about it. Sometimes it's a plus, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe so. Because at
0: some point you have to have boundaries. Yeah. And hard lines. Yeah, that's true. That's true, but it does come at a cost, yeah, and sometimes sometimes it costs outweigh the benefits sometimes mm-hmm. but um so going back to the the venue stuff um if you if if anyone's ever curious about checking out different venues and and knowing what's going on within Lancaster city um if there's a guy called Liam Galliano, I had him on I think it was monday um <laughs> and, oh, I realized that. Once you start doing things everything is a blur mm-hmm. um, but uh he has a list of like active open mics and uh, like venues that will do trivia karaoke open mics so if you if you, he's like an open page i think so if you follow him you can definitely find out um, you know Liam yeah. right yeah yeah so he's He's definitely got a, a great resource there for any and all musicians. And he's an awesome bass player, so you should check him out.
1: Yeah, great guy, great bass player. And, yes, that list has been very helpful because when I first started getting out again, that's what I would go to. i just visit <laughs> visit that his page and look at that list, and that's kind of how I like started hopping around to open mics again.
0: Yeah, it's, it's super useful. So moving on from uh, dealing with the family life because mm-hmm. I feel like we've exhausted that a little bit, let's move on to uh, the aliases. Sure. And like, what was your purpose for creating them? Why did you think you needed to have them? What is like, what's the point of having Jasper the the tourist does it? Jasper the tourist, Jasper yeah. the tourist, and then turning over to Runny Turnstone. Mm-hmm. And what are the inspirations for for from those uh, monikers and aliases?
1: Sure. So yeah, we were talking about this a little bit pre show, but um. Yeah, uh my first solo project started after the Crossline, which was the band that I play bass in that we talked about earlier. Um, and then I also was a lead singer in a band in Virginia called No Fault of Their Own. So, I just like I just um I just think aliases are cool for one thing. <laughs> like <laughs> they kind of, and if you can come up with an interesting one, Mm -hmm. then it kind of makes you stand out a little bit. I think it's easier for people to remember you than than, uh, just referring to your real name. And in my case, my last name can be difficult for some people to try and get right or pronounce. Um, Yeah, spell it. It's K-U-L-K-U-S-K-Y, Kulkuski. Kulkuski. It it looks more difficult than it it actually is. But um, I knew that... You know, people would struggle with that and they might not stick in their brains. So I thought maybe it would be wise um to take up an alias. I just thought it would be more interesting too. So and I thought if I ever wanted to expand the project into a full band, then it, I ah, would already have ah, an I would go. already have a name. Um it wouldn't have to be we'll have to change. Chris and the whatever. Chris and you the know? <laughs> <The Kuskies. laughs> Yeah. So that was part of it. So Jasper the Tourist, I actually started back in 2008, so like 15 years ago. And I actually, it started under another name, which was Willow Station. And then I, I dropped that. I kept, Willow Station? Yeah, and I kept playing the same songs, but I changed the name to Jasper the Tourist. Um,
0: so what was the point of, what was the inspiration behind that?
1: The name comes from, I used to have a dog named Jasper. Okay. And it was just an inside joke. That my wife and I had. This was eleven years ago, or twelve or so. I don't even know. Oh, I'm just getting old. We have only been married for seven years, but we've been together for a long time. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Um, yeah, we were living in North Carolina, and I came up with this. And yes, Jasper like was a cool dog. He loved to travel. Um, mm-hmm. and like was got real hyped up when we would go on road trips and stuff. So he was like our little tourist. So we had this joke about how we were gonna and we had another dog, his sister Zoe, and she was kinda like a maniac. So we uh just had this joke about we were gonna dress them up for Halloween. Zoe was gonna be in a straitjacket and Jasper would be in like a tourist the outfit tourist like a Hawaiian back. shirt and a camera and the hat. It was oh, just a great. stupid it was just yeah, a stupid, stupid joke. joke yeah. It was a dumb joke and I was like, hey Jasper the tourist. I was like I kind of like that. So I adopted it. As the name of the project, and I played under that name for a long time, up until 2020. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And then I I basically went on hiatus when COVID hit, and I just wasn't sure if I was going to come back and do anything again, because I was feeling pretty down, because I was finally starting to like progress a little yeah, bit, like and then everything got dera- yeah. derailed. So I got frustrated, and, and true Naturally. emotional... Me fashion just was like, I hate this. I'm not doing it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, a few months later, I'm like, I got to get back out there again. Um, (laughs) But there was like a shift somewhere over those couple of years. And I started writing songs again. And I noticed that they were kind of different from what I was doing before. And I liked them better. There was just a different um, my lyrics were coming from another place. And I felt like there was just a big shift. And I didn't really identify the music that I was playing with the Jasper the Tourist image and brand and and songwriting mm-hmm. style that I had been doing for all those years. There were a few songs that I wrote in the past that I still play today, but it's like four or five of them that yeah, I, I kept around. Um, Which ones? You may not have even heard them. Oh. So, Well, three of them are on Spotify, Out of Sorts. The suicide watch and fight the flight they're older songs that I still like um, and some of them you, you probably you may have heard me play them live gray and seven gates great yeah I have yeah. learned gray gray, have learned gray was gray. actually a song that I wrote for the Crossline. oh so that wasn't even so was a Jasper old, song old 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 that was song. the first song I ever wrote on guitar oh really yeah
0: that's awesome yeah
1: um, and it was full band on our on on the Crossline EP but I just I, I still think it's a decent song so I still play it um, so I have some that kind of represent each of my projects that I still play, but it's only five, five or six of them, I think. Um, but everything else I do is new to Ruddy Turnstone. So um, I just, like, I had a lot of baggage attached to the Jasper project, too. There was, like, a lot of personal drama that went down. I had it, like, the project had, had turned into a, tr- a trio at some point, and, and it was uh-huh. just, like, I had moved from state to state. And it was just like a lot of not great memories that I had attached to the project and whatnot too. So I just decided to start fresh and 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 rebrand and everything. And um, I think all my newer songs are stronger than anything I had with that project, at least most of it. And um, I just felt like it was time for a change. So it kind of re- I felt reinvigorated, and I needed a new name to go along with that.
0: And so why why'd you pick ready turns then?
1: A lot of this comes down to the fact that like every idea that I had is already taken. Okay. <laughs> so whenever I think of something, I do a Google search and like then I'm like, dang. There's like there's already a band in like you know Washington State that <laughs> has this name or something you know or I'd find somebody's Instagram account and I'd be like well that can't use that one. What's so, the example of that? I I can't think of any now, okay, but I in. I had all these ideas over the past few years and um like um I, a few of them I thought were pretty good and pretty original, but obviously I didn't think of them first, so right um I didn't wanna I didn't want to use anything that anybody else had thought of, so. Ruddy Turnstone, uh that one I thought of because it sounds like a name.
0: It does it really <laughs> does. I thought your name well, I granted I thought your name was Rudy, it turns out. Yeah.
1: Like um But I'm like kinda like low key into like birding, like on the Birding? <laughs> well at yeah. least coastal birds. <laughs> so yeah, uh we used to live in the Outer Banks briefly and we've visit quite a bit. Um Have a lot of connection to the place. So, uh, Ruddy Turnstone is a shorebird. It's a a type of plover, and um, rarely spotted down there. And I never actually spotted one. So it's been like trying to catch Mew from Pokemon or whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) So. I don't know. It was just an idea I had. I thought, well, I always liked Ruddy Turnstones. I I think they're cool. It sounds like a person's name. But also, it could be a band. It could be a band. Um, It's a solid name. Yeah, and I think it just kind of fits the vibe of the music that I have. So it just worked. And then I did my research, and at first I was kind of disappointed because I found that years ago, out (laughs) in California, (laughs) there was a band that used the name for like five months. And then they they just didn't exist anymore, and I was like, they haven't been around for a long time, so I I'm, I'm just doing this. So you guys, <laughs> I can't be bothered <laughs> to find another one. <laughs> no, no, they haven't been around. I kind of had my so heart set on this one, and I was like, okay, well, it's it's mine. It's too bad. <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: you had your chance. You yeah. died. I'm taking. Right,
1: it. I've already been around longer than they lasted, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um i've never really thought of doing like an alias mm-hmm. only because i feel like cory rosen is such a good like it's a powerhouse name almost it's a good name mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i feel like i like, i had this conversation with one of my uh good friends cassidy martin uh cassidy ray martin mm-hmm. and she she wanted she she didn't want to sound so uh Lancastrian as, like, <laughs> Cassidy Martin. like Because you know, that's, 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 like, a, such a, 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 a normal name, mm-hmm. per se. But it's also a really strong name, too. Like, my name is Cassidy Martin. She wanted to go with uh, Cassidy Ray. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I, I had told her that I felt like Cassidy Ray feels almost incomplete in some aspect. Yeah, I get that. It's yeah. funny
1: how, like, just certain sounds, like, mean certain things to our brain. Right, Cassidy Martin feels like it has some oomph to it. It, it, yeah. has, it has some finality. <laughs> to yeah, it, whereas, yeah.
0: My name is Cassidy Ray, and <laughs> yeah. right. it feels like it, it's not it's not as like settled down, versus my name is Cassidy Martin, or I guess the 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 influ I you know the sound of your voice, mm-hmm. the pitch would go down since it's Cassidy Martin, right? Cassidy Martin. it's not a question it's a it's a it's an answer (laughs) right um but yeah so it's it's always interesting to talk to people to find out what what's the reasoning behind their different aliases uh a future guest that i'm having on duke so crazy uh i am i don't i won't say his name uh because i don't know if if he's okay with that but uh i i thought his name was duke because mm-hmm. you know that makes sense, but it's it's uh, I think it's one of his names, but it's not it's not it's not his, it's not his main name, and right. I'm like, huh. But I just I'm just always curious to like. submit... Uh, I'm gonna have Sam on eventually, mm-hmm. and um, she's she, I'm not sure where she's at with this, but she she performs under the name Amelia, right? Um, but I want to know from her what her uh, what her what what's the reasoning behind it because. Samantha, like that's a good, that's a good name. So, uh, Sam, May, May, May May-ton? May-ton, I think it is. Uh, but it's, I don't know her last name. It, it's it's. I think it's a strong name. I I, I like the name. Um, but you know, to your If they if they want to go on, and uh, some of these people do it strictly because I like my enmity.
1: Yeah, and I understand that. Um, I um. I had a thought and I lost it. The seven seconds. See, yeah, right, yeah, 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 right. right. <laughs> yeah, I think um, part of it might be with with some acts like it's a marketing thing oh, as well. Oh, for sure. You know, um, because sometimes I think like regular names can kind of get lost in the mix. Mm-hmm. So if you have like that one, like especially in her case, it's like one word. That's like a very like. Pop star thing to do, you know? Yes, what I mean? it is. Yeah,
0: and, and it's such a uh, uh, out there name. Mm-hmm. Not not in the sense that it's ridiculous, but it it, it sticks. Yeah. And, oh, it's Amelia, and and um, it's it's. Granted, the sp- the spelling is a bit weird. I'll, I'll say that, but uh, it's it sounds cool, mm-hmm. and and it's it's like oh, it's Amelia. it's is you know, it's a it's a good show name. It's, it's a good show name. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I I've never really needed to feel I've never felt the need to change my own name at least because uh, you want to you want to know the story behind my actual name like my like my, my legit name sure so um Corey Rosen I wasn't I wasn't supposed to be a Corey according to my dad uh, my dad wouldn't be named Th- Freddie Rosen the third um, which to be to be uh, quite fair he was you know the junior so mm-hmm. uh, fair enough but um. And it wouldn't it didn't matter what my name was going to be anyway because I grew up being called little Freddie anyway uh, because he was such a a well-known man around and and his dad were so well-known musicians that everyone just called me little Freddie anyway. <laughs> so um <clears throat> but my mother was like, "No, we're not doing it." I don't know what her reasoning for I would I would love to know why she wanted to call me Corey. It's not something I never got got from her. It's just uh, like the name Maybe yeah, maybe she just liked the name. But um, my my dad, I I truly believe my dad got got his revenge when uh, she, he named uh, my sister Kara. So every time they got mad at me, Corey, Ka- who whoever you are, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I can see where that would get confusing. Yeah,
0: yeah, they both C names too. So it, right, and right,
1: two syllables. Yeah,
0: yeah, and oh, something that always made me mad was that uh, my school, my school. Out of all institutions, my school, who has my name written down in all sorts of places, mm-hmm. whenever I get like honor roll or something, it would always include the E in my name, <laughs> and I'm like, "This is not who. This is not me. <laughs> this is not me." Uh, granted, nowadays, like I could not care less if you misspelled my name. Yeah. However, back back then, I was like. Oh, you're my school, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> my parents' taxpayer tax dollars are going to the. It's you. you please get my name right. on my awards <laughs> Yeah,
1: I know. Well, it was from a lifetime of hearing Kolkowski. Yeah, I? I'm pretty sure you had, had the
0: same. Uh, there was so many uh, friends of mine that had really strange. Not well, I guess not strange. Just unique names. There was uh, a girl. Her name was Aisha but it, if you looked at it a i z
1: h a a lot of people said asia right i would that's what i would think too exactly probably. yeah because
0: mm-hmm. that's, that's that's it's it almost feels like just a different way of spelling asia mm-hmm. like the, the country but but for so every time i had class with her i would wait for the teacher to be like asia and everybody would like no it's asia yeah. you silly goose like, yeah but you know, how would they know? They're you know, right. thirty-year-old adults <laughs> plus who've never seen such such names before. Mm-hmm. So it's always, it's always been fun. Kokuski, is that what they would say?
1: Yeah, I've heard it all. I've heard people put Z's in my name. It's really <laughs> yeah, that's strange. kokuski is a popular one though, or Kokowski. Kuk- I can see it because I was
0: I was thinking of uh uh the Home Alone uh actor
1: Kevin Macaul my uh i and uh are you uh the, the kid yeah the What's kid yeah na- oh yeah i'm having a, a brain, um, brain oh uh, what
0: what was his name like is you know the oh
1: um home. here i'm gonna look it up it's before. on the tip of my tongue uh <laughs> macaulay calkin macaulay yeah, Culkin.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah macaulay yeah oh wait a minute what he has four names. is is his, his, his <laughs> name? Well, his, his name is Macaulay Macaulay Colkin Culkin, Culkin <laughs> according to Wikipedia, at least. Okay. That's that's wild. It's used to me. Uh, right, but but it almost reminds me. Of my, uh That's what your name reminded me of when I saw it. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like Macaulay Macaulay Coughlin. Uh almost. But it's Kowalski. Yeah. That, and that's why. That's why I thought. Uh, I, f- I feel like people would get Kakowski because of. Yeah, or, or like Mike a, Wazowski. A lot of yeah. yeah.
1: Well, a lot of like po- Polish names, like mine, yeah. are are Owskies, but we're mm-hmm. Huskies. <laughs> You're Huskies. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, rhymes with Husky. Yeah,
0: that's uh, that's one way to explain it. At yep. least um, names. Names are fun. Names
1: are what make us. Yeah. <laughs> is is that? What, I don't know. It's just really it doesn't mean anything. Uh, well, it's, it's just it's just a sound a that sound. somebody decided means something that well, gets slapped onto us for our lives. Well, but
0: <laughs> it, it is true because, like, you know, you feel completely different when you have a different name. Like, it, like there's different feelings to names for sure, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Like, and 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 it's it's the reputation you can make with a name. Like Prince.
1: Yeah, sure. Rep- oh, yeah. I was like, just joking you know I mean? about yeah, right. about like the evolution of language and how oh, it's right, funny yeah. how really it, 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 just, it, just, being, it just you, it just you know it really, really it just comes from something random a long time ago that has evolved over right. time. <laughs> it truly,
0: truly, every all languages just sounds <laughs> stupid sounds we make, um, and have codified. But uh, it's I, I find it to be interesting the the amount of weight a name can have is is immense because mm-hmm. there, there are some people who would cry at names you know what i mean go on <laughs> well well like like for example like if if i had named um for example if if a if a couple had had a kid and it had died but if if so and if someone had just had that different name or for example for even better personal example i had a girlfriend with a specific name and i can't look at anybody else with the same name the same okay i get what you're saying you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like it, it has a it has a weight
1: to right. it right yeah and so i i i can't so then you have a personality or a memory to go along a memory
0: with it to know. go along with it so I, I, that name is just ruined for me now especially if it was a bad experience like not not my last girlfriend but like my first girlfriend was horrible experience so any 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 person with that name is just Automatic red flag mm-hmm. or automatic. I just don't want to be involved.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. And,
0: but but if if you had met a a person with the same name as your son, I'm sure you would might automatically be like kind of endeared almost.
1: Yeah, apparently it's a popular name now, which we didn't realize because <laughs> he doesn't have any others in his preschool class. But I felt like when I was home with him and I was taking him out into the world and the playgrounds and stuff like there are always other, his name's Owen. Oh, yeah, always, yeah, always Owens, other yeah. Owens around. I know yeah. a few Owens. Yeah.
0: Owens is more of the last name I, I've known at, at least. Uh, well, it's not,
1: it's, it's just Owen. Owen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, fair um, enough. there's only one of them. Cause him. yeah. Owen Owens was an S is, yeah, yeah that's the last right. name, but now he's named after one of my favorite musical projects, which is called Owen.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. What are they about?
1: Um, it's a, have you ever heard of American football? Legendary emo band, American football. Is that a sarcastic
0: question? No, no, I, not the sport. Like the, I was like, yeah, I've heard of the NFL or, you know.
1: Okay, well, Cue Up never meant later. That's their, probably their most popular song. Anyway, this guy is probably more well-known for being in American football, uh, which is like a mathy, clean guitar, uh, late 90s-originated emo band. But his side project is called Owen. And it's more of an acoustic based thing. He plays in a lot of weird time signatures. You probably like it for that reason because the music is very interesting, very good finger picking, um, and very like tongue in cheek, kind of sarcastic and witty lyrics. So it's right up my alley. Yeah, right. That uh, sounds like a gigantic <laughs> inspiration. For yeah. You. Yeah. So anyway, and my wife likes his music as well. And That's good. we had trouble landing on a boy's name. Uh, we, Saw lots of girls' names we liked, but, like, we were going through a list one day, and it was just like, no, no, no. And eventually we are just like, how about Owen? You know, we both like Owen.
0: <laughs> um, what, so did you guys know it was going to be a boy, or did you guys,
1: Oh did yeah, you guys yeah, like. Yeah, we found out when we were able to, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: so I know some people just wanted to be a surprise, and I don't understand those people.
1: No, I mean, it's like, if we can, why not, you know, because then at least you can prepare a little right. bit whatever that even means well, yeah because whatever when, when, for when you've never had means, a baby before yeah. it, there is no preparing you just it's like you just only words learn as you, you read go. About. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and every child i've heard it this way child children are monsters you have to civilize and i feel like
1: that's the most accurate <laughs> at least in my mind you know, Yeah, i mean you know they come in and i mean you're you know one thing I have learned is like yes they they have very distinct personalities, oh for so sure, my son isn't just like a copy of me or my wife by any means, he's a very unique individual, but still you know you gotta mold them to be a a good person mm-hmm. and um
0: because they that- will steal the cookie <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah they they will steal the cookie and then some mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's a uh i was so I was talking to. A guy called Chad Hogg. He is a uh, part of a, a dad a dad punk band, nice. Which I'm excited. To, I'm so excited to talk about uh, called for the river, and uh, one of his songs that he wrote was called. It, I think it's 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 something along the lines of mind mind mind. I need 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 now now now. Me me me. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that. But it, it's all according to uh, he wrote it based off of, of his own children and how much that they demand and that they're like sometimes manipulative but they just want love yeah but that's at the core of it they just want your love yeah and i i found that to be so it's an interesting perspective Mm because that's all a kid really needs or really just wants Mm -hmm. it wants to be loved yeah and the way you do that i guess is is subject to to whoever's raising the kid but when it comes down to it, if you have a child, you have to love them, sure. or else it's gonna it's gonna damage them for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I have even though it has been a challenge, I think for both me and my wife we 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 really are two people who would rather be out being busybodies doing what we do best, rather than like staying at home. Like I stayed home as a stay at home parent with my son for two years during COVID, and. Um, didn't enjoy it, you know. I I like being active, and mm-hmm. um, and that again is not a knock against my kid. It's just you know,
0: it's just different personalities. Yeah,
1: but um,
0: but you can't. To some extent, you can't let that show to your kid.
1: Right, you can't. But yeah. uh, but it's challenging, and you can't right. be perfect around them either. They oh, need oh. to know you're a human being as well with feelings too. <laughs> the so moment, <laughs> the moment when I
0: found <laughs> out my parents were actually humans, I was like
1: out oh, there. <laughs> but um. What I'm getting at is like, yeah. I mean, it's been. I I don't want to make some of the same mistakes my parents made. I'm very conscientious of that, um, especially my dad. And um, did your dad ever do music? No, no, okay. no. Um, my mom's side has some of that, but not my dad. Um, but I just, you know, I'm going to be. I mean, I am like we we have a special bond and um, I have I've put a lot into making sure that he has everything he needs. And my my wife as well. I say me. But this this is a a dual effort. But, you know, I was the one home with him for so long and um, it, it was it was a struggle. But, you know, like I always had in the back of my mind, like this is what needs to be done. You know, this is what he needs, and uh, I gotta, gotta focus
0: make sacrifices. On that. Yeah, I've learned this from uh, having my job with kids. But you just have to make sacrifices. No, and and you got to realize that some some of these, like if you didn't make some of these sacrifices, these are their formative years. A, a sacrifice you don't make is like one of their personality traits for the rest of their life. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, and I I think yeah, a lot of people like scoff at this stuff, but I mean, it's really, it all comes down to, like, especially having my own mental health crises and whatnot as I've gotten older, you realize how much what happened in your very early childhood just affects you for the rest of your life. And I don't want my son to carry my burdens. Mm -hmm. No parent is perfect. Every kid Mm -hmm. is going to take away something crappy from their parents. It's just just the way it is. But, you know... To be conscientious of that, I think, is very important. And, um, like, my dad is the kind of guy who doesn't believe that uh, mental illness is even really a thing. So, oh, no. yeah, <laughs> like, oh, no. which is absurd, right? So, is but un- unfortunately, no. I think especially among a lot of men, especially of his generation, that's a pretty common
0: well, because they, but, weren't, they weren't allowed to have mental illness.
1: Right. They, they were like, bullied
0: out. It was bullied out of them, effectively.
1: Yeah. But, you know, but then they become screwed up people who screw up their screw kids. Up their kids, yep. And uh, this is, I decided that when we were going to have our son, that this is where it stops. This is where... The
0: generational trauma yeah, stops. Yeah, this,
1: this is on us to stop the, these generations. And it goes back. Uh, we could talk all day on another podcast about this, but it goes way back... Uh, in both my family and my wife's family. And it's just like, I feel like some days we're shouldering that we are the ones with all the responsibility to just put all that garbage Mm -hmm. in the past and move forward um, without it. And it's hard. No, absolutely. I, I feel like I,
0: there's so much I could go into about my own family that, Weren't, wasn't the best uh i've talked a little bit about, about my dad and how he was uh not the best father being drunk uh being an angry drunk mm-hmm. and sometimes abusive drunk um not not to me uh but um it and the one the uh <laughs> but also I, I one thing that was shocking to me was uh so i was a mother's boy through and through uh because my mother was always there one off and second off I re- she she said that I was her soulmate over my dad uh so she she like she poured her whole entire life and soul into me mm-hmm. and uh and <laughs> so so much so that, that that I still have great respect I had great respect for her even until after her death so much so that I created a whole OCD around her death <laughs> um but uh, that's where I get my germaphobe from, as uh, her death. But
1: I uh, get, oh, okay. I get that. Yeah. It,
0: well, she yeah, she taught science, so mm-hmm. my my thought was, oh, science killed her. So then I had to separate everything from science, and then COVID just yo mm-hmm. just kind of gave it all a whole new measure. But um, it makes sense though. When I realized that uh, she, I I knew she smoked and I knew she drank. But I didn't know that she had lost her job because she was keeping wine in in the school's fridge,
1: mm.
0: and she was a science teacher, so she had a fridge, and right. so that's where she kept her wine. Wow. I didn't know that, and I didn't know that she was uh, sneakily making financial decisions without my father's input. Like mm-hmm. she bought a whole new car, like every other every year. I didn't know that, mm-hmm. mostly because I only remember her blue, her blue two thousand eight Honda Accord because I like the color blue. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, he had explained to me that. Well, yeah, she had like a red one for like ages, and then a black one. I was like, "What? No, that's not right. It was, it was blue." But um, apparently that's that's and she, he has pictures, so it must have happened, right? So I, I just realizing the um the amount of um human that my mother was mm-hmm. it was 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 shocking to me that that I, what ha- she had gotten into a affair? Yeah. And, um, that's why my dad had been angry with her, uh-huh. um, when drunk. Yeah. And so, uh, but when, when he had done that, I, I, I did not believe him whatsoever. I was like, no, you're just a butthole who hates my mother kind of, kind of, or just like imagine this, this whole thing. Cause you were drunk, mm-hmm. whatever. But, um, no, it did. So that's what she did. She had an affair. And I, when, when I heard that, or when I finally like learned that and accepted that I was like. Man, we make idols out of the worst people
1: sometimes. Well, that doesn't mean she was a bad person. Oh, no, no. Though. She's just Like you said, she's just a human. I mean, really, you can point your finger at any random person you see walking by, and everybody has their skeletons in the closet and their story, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that... Uh, it's i i try to i think I've, i'm a fairly forgiving person cuz i i realize as someone who has made a lot of mistakes that people just mess up i mean oh, yeah, it's no. just part being a person
0: i'm not saying i don't i don't forgive my mother or i'm like lambasting her mm-hmm. or i'm like lambasting my dad cuz i i i love my dad my dad is awesome now he, and my you know my mother i i still love her deeply mm-hmm. i still care like about her legacy and everything But uh, I have to realize that I, like, almost worshipped this false god Mm -hmm. um, for a while. And uh, and just coming to terms with that was almost like breaking out of the cult, almost.
1: Yeah, and some of that is, like, just part of growing up, too. Because, you know, as children, especially when we have parents that kind of, like, sugarcoat things for us because they don't really want us to see the ugliness of the world, it's very jarring when you finally do see the reality um, and I get that too, totally. So I know what you mean.
0: So we're kinda of wrapping up our time on the radio. <clears throat> up next is a conversation about religion. Uh granted one one of your songs that we're gonna be playing. So if you want to check out that that topic, you can follow us at Facebook.com forward slash the story Corey Rosen. That is where we'll we will be continuing this conversation live. Right now, we're going to, well, where can I find you? Where can people find you?
1: I'm on the internet. If you search Ruddy Turnstone, you'll see pictures of birds, but you'll probably also find me. I am on Facebook, um, but uh, my music is on all streaming platforms. um, So if you go on Spotify and search Ruddy Turnstone, all my releases are on there. That is
0: R-U-D-D-Y. Yep. Then turn to U-R-N-stone, S-T-O-N-E, and can they find your previous projects on there too, like Jasper the Tourist and Crossfart? Uh, the
1: Crossline, well, no, because that was all the way back in 2007 before streaming, and That's I haven't fair. talked to any of them since. So <laughs> um, not that stuff. Now, I have a single that I did with No Fault of Their Own that didn't see a re- big release back in the day that I, I put out there as Ruddy St- Turnstone and No Fault of Their Own. We'll play that song later. Um, Jasper the Tourist does not exist on the internet anymore because I just felt like I had to bury Bury it it. (laughs) but that's okay Um, there's a full album uh, called Full Moon Carnival handful of singles collaborative EP I did with my rapper friend so there's uh, lots of stuff to check out